Hey friend, thanks for tuning in to a Purposeful Brand Podcast, a space where faith and entrepreneurship come together to ignite your purpose. If you're a Christian mom who dreams of building a business that not only thrives, but aligns with your faith and allows you to stay home with your kids, well, you found your tribe. I'm your host, Jessica, and each week we're diving deep into the world of purpose-driven entrepreneurship. In each episode, we chat about topics like faith-infused business strategies, time management, identifying your unique gifts, practical tips to help you build a purposeful brand, and having heart-to-heart conversations with successful Christian women who've walked the path you're on. Get ready to fuel your journey with faith, purpose, and unstoppable drive. Let's empower you to use your God-given gifts, make an impact for the kingdom, and live a life of fulfillment. So stay tuned because this is where faith meets business and where your entrepreneurial dreams fuel your God-given mission. Hey friend, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be chatting with you today and I cannot wait to dive into today's topic. This episode is for the woman um, or mama that wants to start a business. You have this kind of like nudge in your heart. You're just kind of feeling this pull that you're being called to start a business, Uh, but you're kind of like unsure of what that even looks like, what things you need to have in place, what you need to do, what steps you have to take to actually get, you know, go from idea to um, having an offer to uh, booking clients. Like, what does that actually look like? So that's what we're going to talk about today is the 10 things that you need to have in place before you start or launch your service-based business. All right, so let's chat about this. Um, I want to bring this back a little bit to when I first started my business um, and why I believe that these 10 things like really are foundational pieces and things that you need to have in place and how they're actually going to help you so much in your business. Uh, When I first started my business, I just like had an idea and I just kind of like ran with it. And while that is not a bad thing, it's not a bad thing to just go after what um, you are dreaming or what you want to do. Uh, it'll be easier in the long run if you have some things in place before you actually start, because then you have to like work backwards. And um, I believe that it actually hindered my progress because I did not do the basic foundational things that I needed to do before I even started my business. So I don't want that for you. So let's go ahead and dive into these 10 things. And we're going to start with number one. And now all I just want to say all these are not in any specific order. I think I kind of maybe have them in somewhat of a general order, but now in no specific order except for number one. And that is to surrender your business to God. Now, if you have listened to the other episodes, you will know why this is so important here at A Purposeful Brand. Like this is the root, the mission of this podcast is so that you are building purposeful brands with God at the center. So the first thing that you need to do is surrender your business to the Lord. Make your plan. You have your ideas. He put that tug on your heart. He's given you the gifts and then um, submit it to him and say, okay, this is yours. So now 
how am I going to uh, work? How are you you going to work through me um, so that I can help um, build the kingdom so that I can um, have purpose in my business and honor you through my business? So if you are kind of like questioning, what does that even look like? Uh, from a biblical sense and what does that look like from a practical sense then I after this episode go back to episode two where I chat all about um, surrendering your business to the Lord its importance and why um, and how that would actually practically look for you to do so the second thing that you need to have in place before you start your business is you need to have a big why why are you doing what you're doing? Because here's the thing, like when you are an entrepreneur, like it is, you've, maybe you've heard this phrase, but it is not for the faint of heart, <laughs> meaning that it is a lot. You are responsible for your marketing, for setting up your systems and your processes and your clients, serving them, uh, all the back end stuff. So if you think about, your like you know nine to five job you go to your nine to five job right and they have systems in place they have um computer uh, crms that you're working on and they have methods that they're using to market to their people their their audience and such all of that now is you're responsible for you are responsible for everything <laughs> sure you can hire help and you can outsource things but ultimately you're the one who is still responsible for making sure that it all gets done so you need to have a big why because when it gets hard you need to have something that's going to push you forward because it may be fun and shiny right now and you know exciting and you have that like motivation, right? But that motivation uh, wears off really fast. <laughs> so you need to have a deep why. So I wanna go ahead and share with you um, this method. It's called the five why method. And I love this for really, really digging deep. And so the five why method essentially is like peeling away the layers and really getting to the root um, issue or the root meaning, the deep meaning of why you're doing something. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and give you an example of what that would actually look like. So let's say you want to lose weight. Okay. So let's say you want to lose 30 pounds. Um, we'll, we'll roll with that. <laughs> okay. So why do you want to lose weight? Because I want to feel comfortable in a swimsuit. Well, why do you want to feel comfortable in a swimsuit? Because I want to go swimming with my kids at the beach. Why do you want to go swimming with your kids at the beach? Because I feel like I'm missing out on important memories with them. Why is it important for you to not miss out on memories with your kids? Because I want to have a strong relationship with my kids and I don't want to ever feel like I can't have fun with them because I won't put on a bathing suit. And why is that important to you? Because I don't ever want my kids to feel that their weight defines who they are and keeps them from living life to the fullest. And I need to be the one that sets that example for them. Okay, so right there, because I don't want my kids to, you know, feel defined by their weight, that's going to hold them back from living life. I know I know, need to be the one that sets that example. As their parents, we're the ones who teach our kids, right? So I need to be 
the example. That is your deep why. That right there is going to keep you disciplined when you have to work out, but you don't want to. You're exhausted. That's going to keep you from maybe eating that second donut because you have a greater purpose. So I want you to ask yourself, why are you starting the business? And then journal um, and ask yourself five times. So that is called the five why method. Um, Look that up if you want to kind of like dig deeper into that. I kind of just really find that fascinating. But I love asking myself why in a lot of different things because it works. It works to help you peel back those layers and just really get to the heart of why you're doing something. So the number third thing that you need to have in place is to have a clear understanding of the audience that you're serving. Who is your target audience? Who are they? What are their desires? What are their pain points? Like, what do they do on a day-to-day basis? Uh, What are their values, their beliefs? Are they women? Are they men? Do they have kids? Do they not have kids? Are they older? Are they younger? Like, what generation are they a part of? You have to know who they are Because if you're speaking to everyone, you speak to no one. So this is a very basic marketing principle. If you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. You cannot confuse people because when you confuse them, then they're gone. (laughs) You lose them. If when you confuse, you lose, right? You lose them. So you need to have a clear understanding of who it actually is that you're serving, who it actually is that you're targeting, because that's going to uh, direct all of your marketing efforts. Because if you are serving an old from, you know, like an older generation, maybe, um, maybe you are um, like picking up groceries, you're doing like virtual, not virtual assistant, but assistant work, I can't remember the name of it, but like you're doing grocery shopping and errands and stuff for the elderly, you're probably not going to find them on Instagram or TikTok. So you have to understand who you're actually serving so you can direct your marketing efforts and also like your language and things like that. The words that you're saying, that older generation is not going to be using a lot of slang (laughs) versus if you were targeting like if you were uh, a high school senior uh, photographer, you're going to be on TikTok and Instagram and um, maybe Snapchat And you're going to have to learn the lingo of the things that they're saying and stuff because that's going to attract them, okay? So you need to have a very clear understanding of your audience so that you know how to serve them and what they they are actually wanting, right? Uh, So the fourth thing that you need to do is you need to have market research. You need to do market research. And... Before I go any further, I need to rewind because I forgot to mention something that's really important. I'm already assuming here that you already know or have an idea of what it is that you want to do. So if you still are kind of like, okay, I know I want to start a business, but I don't have any clue what I want to do. I don't know what I'm good at. Uh, Those are things that you're going to have to work through and then uh, come back to this. But I'm going to assume that at this point, you already know what you 
you want to do. You know that you want to be a photographer. You know that you want to be a virtual assistant. You know that you want to uh, build websites and do, you know, design work, etc. So you already have an understanding of what it is that you want to do, or at least a general understanding. Uh, so when you're moving into market research, you need to know, okay, so if I'm looking in my area, I'm a photographer and I'm a high school senior photographer. If I'm a high school senior photographer and I'm looking in my area, I have to look at the competition and see what they're doing, what's working for them, uh, what's not working for them. Like what are high school senior photographers in my area even charging? What are, you know, market rates and things like that? Um, and this is also going to tie back to knowing who you're serving and what their desires are and what their pain points are and what they need and how you can best serve them. Okay. Um, you need to be doing market research for your offer, like your service. In addition, doing market research, um, for your audience and your target audience and who you're going to be serving. So market research is the basis of everything because if you don't know what the market needs or what gaps there are you're going to have a hard time uh, filling those gaps and finding those clients all right so the number number five you need to have an offer that solves a problem and you need to solve a big problem and so when we go back to the big why right um and asking why five times I want to tie this back to your offer. So say you are a um, health coach. You are a health coach and you help women lose weight. Your um, offer needs to solve a problem, a big problem, okay? So you're not going to market, hey, I'm a health coach and I help you lose weight. That's great. We know that they need to lose weight uh, to get to their goals and their desires, and to solve their pain points, but why do they want to lose weight? You don't just sell weight loss. You sell confidence. You sell um, to the mama that doesn't want, that knows that she needs to be an example for her kids so that they don't ever feel that their weight defines them, right? So that they live life to the fullest. So using that five why method is great for your problem or your offer as well. So using, think about your offer and you have a problem and then I want you to get in the head of your target audience and ask yourself, why is this important to them? How does this solve their problem? What is their problem? And ask that five times so you can really get deep into their desires, and what they're struggling with, what keeps them up at night, okay? Um, so you need an offer. And I always say to start small with maybe one or two offers. Don't start with like, you don't want to overwhelm yourself and be like, okay, I'm going to have um, this big offer and then I'm going to have this other offer and then I'm going to do digital products and I'm going to have um, another way for you to work with me and we can do this and we can do that right so like if we're thinking about let's go back to um that let's think about the health coach if you want to help 
you know, have a launch a health coach business and your like five year goal is to have passive income, it is to have a membership, maybe you want an app and you want to be able to serve, you know, uh, women in groups and you want to be able to do live classes or in-person classes and that's your five-year goal but you need to backtrack that and start small so maybe you are starting small with one-on-one and an in-person uh, workshop or class that you're doing locally or virtually so you have two different ways for um, someone to work with you so start small And this way, when you're starting small, you can, um, it helps you build consistency. It helps you really hone in on what it is that is working, what you actually really love. Um, It just builds confidence as well in yourself. And it helps to keep you from being overwhelmed. So start small um, with your offers. Pick, you know, one or two things that you're going to offer and stick with that for a little bit of time, maybe like three months, six months or so it, to see how it's working. If it's work, going good, maybe you don't even like it. So if you have like five different offers and you're feeling stressed and you're overwhelmed and you're like, man, I just I can't do it all. It's too much. And then um, you're like, but I don't know what to scale back on. I don't know what I like, what I don't like. Ah, I'm just so confused. (laughs) Okay, so starting small just helps to clear up all that overwhelm and you can really dive deeper into um, serving your clients best. Okay, and all of that ties back into your market research and you're having a clear understanding of your audience. All right, so the next thing, number six, is having your branding, your brand foundations in place. And these are things like your mission, your core values, like customer experience, how you want to show up in the world, right? Um, These are the foundation of your business. Aside from laying that foundation with the Lord, right, I believe that that is that he is the ultimate foundation, your next layer is going to be your brand foundations. Okay? And so everything that you do from your offers, your market research, uh, your client experience, everything is going to tie back to your foundations. This is the foundations of your business, okay? So what are your core values? Some of mine are integrity, honesty, authenticity, my faith is my is part of my foundations or I'm sorry, my core values, right? So think about those because it's all going to tie back to because in the future when you're looking at um, offers or how you're showing up or um, the way you're interacting with your clients, you're going to have to look at it and say, hmm, does this tie into me being authentic? Am I being authentic right now? Am I still rooted in my faith with what I'm doing? Do I have integrity? So you need to have your core values, uh, your mission, your customer experience. Like how do, how does um, a potential client feel when they come into your like space of the web? 
How do they feel? How do you want them to feel? How do your clients feel when they interact with you? How do you show up? Do you Are you super bubbly? Super bubbly and you're like, yeah, you go girl. Like I'm your biggest cheerleader. <laughs> if that is you, then that's part of your like foundational uh, parts of your business because that's going to tie into everything else with your offers and the words that you're using and the colors that you use for your branding and your imagery. Like all of it's going to tie into you being that cheerleader, that bubbly person. Um, And then when you have like inconsistency, it's going to feel unaligned. Okay, so all ties together with how do you want your clients to feel when they come in your space? Do you want them to feel like, yes, like this is my this is my person that's going to like hype me up in my business. They have got my back. I, you know, I need that cheerleader right now. Um, And maybe you are the complete opposite. And, you know, you're like, no, I'm not going to hype you up. I'm going to this. I had tough love. Like that's the kind of person I deliver tough love. Okay, so you need to have your branding foundations in place. The second part of that, I actually have them uh, listed separately, but the second part of your branding foundations is your visual branding. And again, this all ties back into your branding foundations. So if you're seeing right now how it all works together and why every single piece is important, okay, because it all works together to create one cohesive, consistent a foundational roadmap, essentially, for your business. So with your visual branding, these are things like your logo, uh, your colors, your fonts, your imagery, etc. I'm not going to dive too deep into like brand colors because I do not claim to be an expert in um, branding colors and logos. However, I am an expert in like your uh, imagery and things like that and um, being able to help you stay consistent. So when I go to do a brand photo shoot with a client, I'm going to ask them about their branding foundations. What are What's your mission? What are your core values? Like, how do you show up? What is What do you want people to feel when you come, when they come into your space? What are your offers? Who is your audience? How old are they? What problems are you solving? Because all of that is going to go into play in uh, building a strategy for your imagery to make sure that I'm creating marketable images that actually are fit and tailored to your brand, to who you are, because not one brand or business is the same. So it all ties together, okay? Uh, but what I want to tell you right now for your visual branding, the most important that I want thing that I want to tell you because this thing, this right here, really irks me because it's so simple to do, but a lot of new business owners don't pay attention to it, and that is consistency. So pick your brand colors, okay, and stick with them. Don't change them. <laughs> You're not going to one day create um, graphics with uh, black and blue and yellow. And then the next week you feel bubbly and high spirited and you're going to choose pinks and purple and red or whatever colors, right? You need to stay consistent with 
the look of your branding. The same thing goes with your imagery. You need to have consistency there with like lighting and emotions, things like that. So whether you are hiring a photographer or not, maybe you are, um, that's not in the budget right now and you're working on the other things, but you have, you know, you're going to like use your iPhone and set up like a little photo shoot, you know, um, don't use poor imagery. Like it is 2023. It is 2023. And I just, (laughs) it bugs me to no end to see blurry photos or just really poorly lit, like just really crappy photos when it's 2023. I have a cell phone. I don't know what I have, a Google Pixel. Maybe I think it's like a year or two years old. And I'm able to take amazing images with my cell phone. Because I obviously I know like basic principles of like photography, lighting, um, etc. But it has great capabilities. So there is no excuse to have crappy photos. <laughs> okay, no excuse. Let's do better. <laughs> but I want you to think in terms of consistency with um, the feel and also the lighting. So if you are, think about, you know, dark and moody images that are more like warm toned or like uh, light and airy that have less saturation, um, really true to color, like bold colors, like pick the way you want your visual branding to look based on uh, how you want to show up and how you want your clients to feel, etc. your likes, etc. right? And stick with that consistency. So now this doesn't mean that it has to be perfect and you have to have like the perfect aesthetic feed. Again, we're also in 2023 and that perfectly aesthetic feed is out. People want to see more realness, but we still need to have consistency in how we're showing up um, in our business and how our business is looking. And it looks to, it needs to be consistent from your uh, social media pages to your website to um, your marketing, like um, collateral, things like that, okay? All right, so the next thing that you need to have in place before you start your business is a marketing plan. How are you going to market to the people that you wanna serve? Where are you gonna find them? What? things are you going to do? Are you going to show up on social media? Are you going to go to networking events? Are you going to run ads? Like, what is it that you're going to do to find the people that you need to find to book your services? You need to have a plan in place. And so this might look like, let's say your marketing plan for social media, for example. This may look like I am going to post three times a week to my feed. I am going to um, interact with uh, 20 new people a week. I'm going to um, collaborate and do a live, you know, twice a month with someone else in a similar field that has like a similar target audience as I do. Okay, so you need to have a plan in place. Because when you don't have a plan in place, then you're not going to know what you're doing. <laughs> you're going to be all over the place. And you're also going to not, you're not going to know what's working and what isn't working. 
So you need to have a marketing plan in place to how you're going to show up, reach the people and bring them into your space so you're able to serve them. All right. So the next thing you need to have in place is you need to have a way for them to pay you. You need to have a way for them to pay for your services. So what does that look like? So I want you to look at like your client journey. Okay, so when someone is landing, let's say someone uh, fills out, they are Googling something, they go to your website, and then they fill out a connect form and they email you. So your client journey is going to be like, okay, when they email you, what happens next? After you reach out to them, then what happens? You invite them onto um, a call. After that call, do you send them a proposal? Do you book them on the call? What happens after that? And when they're ready to pay for your services and they're like, yes, you're the person for me. You're awesome. Here's my money, <laughs> right? You need to have a way for them to pay for your services and to sign them up. You need a way to collect their information uh, for them to fill out uh, questionnaires and things like this, okay? So I have two um, services that I personally use and love. And the first one is HoneyBook. And HoneyBook was built for service providers. And within HoneyBook, you have contracts and invoices and questionnaires and automations and um, all sorts of different things that you can do within your business. It's, it's, uh, so it's a CRM. Right. And this is going to house all of your like client information, uh, contact info, etc. Uh, they have so many templates so you don't have to create anything from scratch, like beautiful templates. So it helps you to um, create a uh, wonderful client journey. It helps you to create a professional image. Um, I mean, I personally had a client that had said that. I was one of the most expensive photographers that she had gotten quotes from. But because of my client experience, because I had a professional image and I was serving her well, she chose me. And that I was using HoneyBook. So I was using HoneyBook to create uh, questionnaires for her, uh, invoices, PDFs, etc., and it's all like built in one place. It's it's amazing. And there's so many things that I personally haven't even tapped into yet that you can do with this. So um, HoneyBook is one of like, I use it every day in my business. And if you head to the show notes, you can get a, a start a free trial. They have a free trial so you can check it out. I know you're going to love it. I know you're going to love it. And then if you decide to move forward, there's a code for 25% off for one year. The other thing that I use in my business that I'm able to schedule calls, um, connect to Zoom, etc., is Calendly. And so this is just where um, someone can go in and they can book a call on your calendar. And you can dictate like um, the specifics. How long is that call going to be? Um, do you want them to when they book this specific call, do you want it to be a Zoom call? Do you want it to be an in-person uh, meeting? Do you want it to be uh, just a phone call? And you can dictate that. You can even have them choose if you want to. Like if you want to leave that open, you can do that. Um, and uh, while it's on my mind is Zoom. That's the other thing. Like 
having a place for you to see people one-to-one and for you actually, if you're uh, doing like coaching, you need to be able to see your people, right? If you're working from um, virtually, you need somewhere to see them. So Zoom is another great service that you can have in place for your business so that you're able to serve your clients well. All right, so number 10 is kind of a bonus and I've already touched on this, but it is starting small and consistency. This is so important. Before you start everything, you just dive into everything, right? We already chatted about this. Start small and build your way up from there because it's going to help you get going a lot faster than if you have to build out multiple different offers, multiple different marketing platforms, um, you know, all funnels and all these other different things. So start small and also be consistent. Consistency builds trust. It's just that simple. When people know that they can rely on you to show up, they're going to trust you. And when they know you, they like you, and they trust you, that's when they are willing to invest in you. And consistency is all across the board. All all of your branding foundations, your visual branding, your marketing plan, um, you doing the work, showing up on social media, whatever it is that you've got in place to do, Be consistent with it because if you're not consistent, then you're always going to be going back to square one. You're always going to be starting from the beginning. And I know this all too well (laughs) because I was so inconsistent in my business for quite a while. And so every time that I needed to, let's say, uh, start showing up on social media again, I had to rebuild the interactions, I had to rebuild the algorithm because nobody was seeing me showing up. And so I had to start from square one over and over again. And you're doing all this work. Nobody wants to have to continually start from square one. So have realistic expectations about what you can actually be consistent with. And I'm going to go ahead and use social media again um, as an example. If you know that you're working a nine to five job, you have kids at home and you have volunteer work, it might not be realistic for you to be posting to your feed every single day and for you to uh, be showing up in your stories 10 times a day. That's probably not going to be realistic because you simply just do not have the time (laughs) for that. But what might be a realistic is you posting to your feed three times a day and you showing up in your stories twice a day, Monday through Friday. Maybe that is more realistic for you, okay? So start small, build that consistency and that discipline and then build from there, okay? So if you feel like, okay, I I hear you, Jessica, I need to have why, I need to know who my audience is, but where do I find my audience and how do I talk to my audience and 
the market research you said i'm overwhelmed all missions and core values and what like <laughs> you you i heard you but it's a lot i would love to help you in what I, we could do is set up a uh one-to-one uh coaching and this is a three-month coaching program that i would be working with you hands-on okay guiding you, leading you the entire way through the process and building all of these foundational pieces of your business that are so important that you need to have in place before you actually start your business and launch, okay? So if you feel that um, that's something that you might be interested in, you just want to chat more and see if we would be a good fit for for each other and what it would actually look like, then just go ahead and book a clarity call in the show notes and I would love to chat with you. So to recap, the 10 things that you need to have in place before you start your service-based business is number one, surrender your business to God. Number two, have a big why. Number three, have a clear understanding of the audience you're serving. Four, do your market research. Five, have an offer that solves a big problem. Six, have your brand foundations in place. Seven, your visual branding needs to be consistent. Eight, have a marketing plan. Nine, have a place for them to sign up and pay you. And then number 10 bonus is being consistent and starting small. All right, so I would love to hear your stories I'd love to hear where you are in your business, uh, what stage you are, what questions you have, what um, has worked for you, hasn't worked for you. I'd love to chat with you. So just send me a message on Instagram at a purposeful brand podcast. And we until next time, we'll chat then. God bless. All right, that's a wrap for today's episode. I pray this episode blessed you and I hope you found inspiration and a renewed sense of purpose. If you enjoyed this episode and found value in it, will you leave a review? Your reviews help this podcast reach more women like you. And here's a fun way to show your support. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag us at a purposeful brand podcast so I can connect with you and reshare your stories. Remember, your journey is unique, your gifts are powerful, and your faith is your greatest asset. So until next time, keep dreaming big, taking inspired action, and living out your calling. I can't wait to join you again next week as faith means entrepreneurship right here on A Purposeful Brand.